Hey everyone, back for another check-in. Uh, check-in first, um, we have a guest. Uh, we've had Mike on as a podcast guest in the past, um, but now we're doing it again. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, uh, so everyone, Mike from Lost Without Japan, if you forgot. Uh, hey Mike, how's it going? It's going wonderful, my friend. Thank you for uh, you know having me on and putting up with me uh, <laughs> just a little bit earlier. Oh no no no! This is this is cool. We uh, now we were just talking about audio issues. I feel like we've it, it. I feel like it's without fail though. Like every, I've been to events like professional events, and there's just always something AV related at every single event. And I'm like, you think that these things would run smoothly by now? But it's just too. There's too many plugs. It's, it's too much electricity. It's too easy. It'd be too easy otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good to see you again. It's good that we we talk, we message, but it is good to actually talk to you. Um. I am, I'm 40 and I'm not of the texting only generation. I can't stand if that's the only, and it's weird because I have friends who I call because I like to call people and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like we're old. Why can't we talk to each other on the phone? It's so weird, but no, it's good to talk to you. No, I'm glad my friend. It's, it's, it's good to get uh, caught up. Cause I mean, like I was thinking back to when we talked and how much time has gone by and all the things that's happened for both of us and you know, with this year screaming towards the yes. end with us, I, it was a perfect time uh, to to jump in. And, and I, I keep up with your show on a regular basis, you know, like your check-ins and, and what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's it's great. You know, like I feel I can keep touch that way. But this is this is definitely appreciated. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, let's just start there. How have you been? Doing fantastic. I finally finally this summer made it to japan with my son nice after so many years of you know the country being shut down right right and for him to be there with me was just huge huge he's 22 and it, what was really cool was when he was there he we started off in uh, hiroshima and osaka and it was a nice progression every time so like he got used to some transportation in hiroshima Osaka was a little bit more when we got to Tokyo he was like I'm good dad see you later uh, you know I'm gonna go off catch a concert in a different city and he was totally fine with it made some friends while he was there and I ended up meeting uh, Maurice uh, also you know interview too yeah we met we met in person finally in Tokyo what uh, yes yes it just happened to work out that we were both there at the same time so we were able to eat together and meet and like, you know, talk for a little bit in Tokyo. Just blew my mind, you know, <laughs> that, we, that would end up, you know, happening how it did. It was fantastic. And he watched my son walk off from us and he's like, man, you've done something right because he has no fear. Like he's here, he's in his own element and he's off just ready to, you know, tackle, you know, everything and enjoy the world. So it was so awesome, though, to, to meet Maurice in person. So it was, it was fantastic. Nice. I got to hit Maurice up. I got his book, but now, now I have Tokyo Envy. Like I was, Scandinavia was great, but there's still the the big three. It was gonna be it was Scandinavia, Australia, and and, to, and Japan. Like not yeah. just Tokyo, but all Japan I have to see. And for me, it was if I do a lot of not a lot, five or six people came to Scandinavia, and I'm like, if I do Japan, I'm either gonna go with someone who's already been there, yes, you know, like yourself, yep, um, because uh, yeah, that like or just like alone. But I want to make sure that like I'm you, you're really just exploring 
And yes. that, and I think you, I like to be around people who don't have a fear of just trying things out. And also that there are multiple places you have to go. Um, in Tokyo itself, I would assume is just a beast. Um, it's, question. Oh, go ahead. You're gonna say something. It, 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 like Tokyo, um, like I love getting out of it, and I loved showing my son around. But I am so excited because this summer I'm gonna go back by myself. Nice. And I'm just looking forward to going up to some areas that I haven't been to, and really like renting a car. Uh, that scares me to death, Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, being, yeah. you know, other side of the road and international driving and everything that's with that, but I, I want to go do it and just be able to see some things I haven't to this point. And, um, because of doing the show, like, you know, connections with you and others, just continue trying to meet, you know, those people that I've talked to, you know, in person. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. We're, we're going to, we're going together at some point. Well, either you're already yes. going to be living there or yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll schedule it prior, but yeah, that's, um, that's next for me. Um, uh, how, Hiroshima just must be just a powerful, I can only imagine. It, for me, um, everything that's gone there, the history that's there, I was blown away because um, you go there and I we ended up meeting with, when I was with Fulbright, right? we talked about it before, but I actually got to hear like a Hiroshima survivor talk. Wow. And it really was so impactful, but the negative degree of hate that he had for what happened to him and from, you know, who did it and yeah. all that you went through and just that focus of just wanting peace and for it to never happen again was what drove this man and his, you know, family, his daughter, his wife. And that was the push. And you go there and I would almost expect that you could run into. So again, you say I'm from the United States. I'm from America we have enough things going on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to begin with, but to have something like that, but I've been just embraced. I have two friends that are there uh, that run different establishments and they've done nothing but make me feel welcome every time that I went there. So much so that when my son went, because Joel, I'm 45, my son is 22. I know that we have these two weeks together, but he's not going to want to spend 16 days with his old man, like straight, no matter where we are in the world. So I reached out to um, Rock, a gentleman who's a Korean, runs his own like Izakaya bar there. And I said, hey, Rock, I don't know if you can do this. If you can't, it's cool. But here's what's going on. My son's coming with me. If you have anybody there that you know that would be around his age that he could go hang out with, right? Just keep your eyes open. And he set up so that he could go with like, it's his adopted cousin, not really a cousin that was around my son's age. He took him out. He ended up going to hostess bars. He ended up going karaokeing. He ended up going drinking, nice. making all of these friends, bringing them back and like, you know, continuing on. And the whole time he was gone, his cousin was messaging my friend, like Sam's okay. He's talking to this girl we don't know. Is it okay that he's talking to this girl we don't know? And dad's like, yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. Like, you know, but it was like that degree of like wanting to make sure that they were okay. They had a good time. And like everybody that I run into there, Joel, like just wants to make sure that you have a fantastic time. And, and with my, like 
the podcast, like stuff that, that we do, like those connections that you make, like for when I do move there, cause I'm after this school year, I'm, I'm 10 years, 10 to 12. I'm hoping 10. If mm. they offer me early retirement, Joel, I am out the door. Not that I don't love what I do, but I want to love what I do and be on, you know, the other side of the world. So <laughs> you'll get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing. I, uh, it's funny you say that about Hiroshima when, uh, I was in, uh, Vietnam, went to three different cities, but we, the last one was, uh, uh Ho Chi Minh city. And, uh, we went to the war remnants museum. And prior to that, we were going, uh, just like sites where they had, had like in the forest where they had temples and battles. And they're telling us all these stories. If you're like, I'm a history buff and it, it what this annoys me. Like what annoys me about where the country is now is that you can't just like say stuff without someone getting pissed off. Like I, I love, I love living there, but I, I'm also a history buff. So yes. I know we did some shitty things. Like <laughs> this is what it is. So they're telling us how we're just firebombing these temples and knocking them down. Uh, our tour guide lost a friend. His friend was killed there uh, while this is going on. And he's telling us this. And, and I remember he came up to me and my wife because there were people from other countries there. I feel like we may have been the only couple from the U.S. Maybe one more. But I don't know. I'm assuming. I think us, uh, my wife and I, both being black American, he's just kind of like, okay, I know there's layers to this, but he's asking us, like, how do you feel about what I told you? We're like, hey, man, like, look, <laughs> like we, we, we know what took place. Yes. Not everyone was like, gug-ho, is gung-ho about stuff like this. A lot of Americans hate war. And he understands that. And to your point, when we, when we went to the museum and they were, had exhibits about Agent Orange and all these things, they even had exhibits about um, Americans. Um how Americans suffered. So it was interesting to see retelling of history. Like I felt it was pretty objective. Like there were definitely times where it wasn't, where they were called people who didn't fight with them puppets. Like, so like the Vietnamese people who weren't on the state, the winning side, they call puppets, but they were pretty much like, we know this is bad. We want independence. We got independence. We're not bitter. We don't hate you for coming. We come on over here, have a good time. So I can only, I, from what I've heard, of, and again, I haven't been, but what I heard about Japan is it's very similar. It's like, look, like we can, we're going to talk about this openly, but they embrace people when they come over. 100%. And it's just the, the, and the people you meet over there, I think it's just something, Joel, like when you travel, no matter where you are, you're going to run into people. It's kind of like going to a concert for a favorite band, right? It's like going to a, a, a you know, going to see a, a Steelers game and be surrounded by a ton of people cheering for the same team. Yeah. When you were traveling, you are around most of the time, not always. I had a I had a bad bad occurrence in Japan, but it was running into somebody from the United States on this last trip. Nothing to do with anybody that was there. But when you, for the most part, you're there and you do run into somebody, pretty much they have an open mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going in to embrace things. This may be their first time. This may be something they've done a whole bunch of times. But it's just like that connection that you can have with people is just so much more than you can come across on just a normal everyday uh, basis because it's just so concentrated and being able to share in something that you're passionate about with somebody else. And they may not be exactly to the same level of passion, you yeah, know, that, that yeah. I am, but you still have that. And that's just something that you just can't get without, you know, stepping out and actually, you know, going to go do some things. Yeah, I, I agree. When we uh, went to uh, uh, Scandinavia, we went to, so Oslo, Stockholm, Copenhagen. My older cousin, who's like in her fifties, had never left the country before. I'm like, this is not the trip for you. 
Like it's it's three city beg to come. By the end, hated life, hated everything. And I'm like, see, yes. like I still had a great time. And I'm like, this is not. But uh, I highly suggest it. I highly recommend. Uh, I, I fell in love with all three cities for different reasons. But like, yes. I think Oslo is probably one of the most unique places I've ever been to in my life. And Copenhagen's just a cleaner Paris. So you can have a variety of fun. But also it's different, man. It feels like, yeah, I'm not home. Like it's weird. Uh, Stockholm too, but in like in a good way. In a good way. It was yes. it was really yes. really cool. But to your point, it's also like when you see like it, it, there's again. It, it's I'm so torn because there's stuff stuff about the states that I love. And I love being here for. Yes. But then there's stuff in other countries. I'm like, oh my god, this would be so much easier. Like just getting on a train with an app. Yes. Trains that run on time, they're clean. You're just like, oh my god. Yeah, like I, was, I was talking to like, uh, so there's two guys that I know, like, uh, that are there that teach, right? And um, they do 20,000 steps a day, Joel. That's not exercise, right? That's just their daily life. That's getting on a train, that's going to work, that's going to the convenience store, that's going to the grocery store. If it's within 30 minutes, you're walking, right? Yeah. And they have the infrastructure there. They have everything set. So you can walk and not have to worry about getting hit by a car because there's no sidewalk or, but like just a, like a quality of life, like just health wise, that's huge. And it's one of the things that I'm looking forward to when I do, you know, like live there, just like longevity, uh, you know, yeah. being able to be healthy, being able to do what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. It's just, uh, I don't know if it'll be my forever home, but it's going to be my home for a while. And yeah. I told, told my son and my daughter, I'm like, I'll have multiple, you know, rooms wherever I end up for friends too, just to be like, Hey, come crash, you know, and go from there. And my son's looking to do like a semester study for Japanese in Japan. Nice. And I'm really hoping that one of them, if it's my son or my daughter, <laughs> you know, just like selfishly as a dad, you know, or like, you know, go across and they're like, yeah, dad, I'm going to live in Japan. I'm like, cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, see you there. See you there. So. Yeah. It's got to be cool. So how, how, how are things on the podcast? I still, I see you introduced uh, all the new accounts and I, it doesn't help, but when you like shout out or introduce new accounts, I'll follow them and just get sad because I'm just watching like Americans just hit up all of these it's the I think it's the fact that when they were in Tokyo, Tokyo had just like stacks of retail stores, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, yes. I can man, it'd be so cool just to go to all of them. But how's the podcast been? It's been great, my friend. And I like I'm at two and a half years coming up, you know, of doing it in December, and then it'll be three years this upcoming summer. And that's crazy, my friend, to think yeah. that that much time has gone by. And you know, I'm not near the like, you know, getting near and near to like the 100 episodes and just like, you know, milestone things that you have from a show. And it's been every other week, like every other week, just either being a like day trip, you know, for places that aren't your Tokyo, your Osaka and stuff, or it's interviewing people that are there. And I have an interview coming up um, later in the week uh, with an uh, individual that I met through Instagram. Yeah. And everything that she does is like off the beaten path. She's been there for a while. She has a family. You know, she's going through everything from that point. And I just can't wait to pick her brain and just, you know, how did you end up there? You know what I mean? Like go all the way around the world and become a model or, you know, teach English, you know, like all this stuff is here. Um, there's like a never ending supply of people that you can like reach out to and talk to and selfishly again, 
like I said, I'm going to be there. And yeah. as many contacts and friends as I can make because of this show that leads me to being there. And yeah, not everybody that I'm going to talk to is going to stay there. But having that kind of like friend, you know, network that you can just pull from is going to be, you know, huge. And it already is because I'm going to go meet up with uh, Peter. And he used to work for uh, Snow Country uh, or Snow uh, Monkey Resorts in Nagano. And he has his own podcast, too. Uh, it was just like Snow Country Stories. And he's been doing his podcast. And so, like, this summer when I head out, he's like, would you like to just get together for a couple days up by me? And I can kind of show you around. And maybe we can, re- you know, like, you can record some stuff for your show. And I'm like, dude, yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, 100% over. Like, I'd love to meet your family. You know, I'd love to, you know, go around, you know, and be shown around by somebody who is in that area that does guide professionally you know i'm not gonna pass that up and then um you know i'm gonna go meet another guy uh from uh deep in the deep in japan podcast uh jeff that's deep deep in japan like he's you know where the internet is but barely and uh you know gonna go meet him and his family too and it's like just so grateful joel like so grateful to like have met you you know at the beginning you know like when i did and still be in touch you know kind of you know just keeping going going and then just everybody else that i'm getting to meet of this man just lucky truly lucky that to me that's i i i echo that the best part like i started this podcast while i was building an app and then you, you were doing these events and have the podcast and of course like monetization it'd be good to just do this but the best thing is is the the people you, you meet through it like there are people i can i've known for five to six years now and you just like have it and like you said it's cross state lines, it can cross country li- continent lines. That's the, the beauty of it, especially when you have your podcast with that shared love of Japan. And the best thing is you could do something like this literally forever. And who, and I love that's the magic of it because, like, who knows what that could mean for you? It could mean a way for you to just literally meet a new person a week. It could be yep. the most famous thing ever. It could be your favorite hobby, the way to blow off steam. Um, and that's what's cool about it. Uh, random. Have you ever seen the show Tokyo Vice? Yes. Um, loved it. Like, loved that first bit of it. Can't wait for the second part. I read the book. Nice. The book is fantastic. Really? But that, the, the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the book is fantastic, my friend. Like, I have it. At, I don't read anything, but I say that I read things. I just yeah. listen to it on Audible. Nice. Because uh, that's about all the time I have for it. But it is well worth the time, my friend. It is fantastic. fantastic. All right. I'll read it. I shouldn't have watched it. I started it. Oh, I started it like in the earlier this year much earlier this year and i just like was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and i'm mad i did because now like because every episode i did i'm like i gotta get over this place bro like i gotta like i love i'm super into um we've talked about this like uh but like samurai culture but also like like not stuff like the yakuza like oh it's a gang it's cool like the, the most of the stuff i like about it is the stuff that's like stuff you don't see like the neatness of it but yes. number one is the way they revere elders so there was this one episode towards the end of the season where the two rival factions that were following they have to finally have this meeting where one apologizes but it's these two older men coming in in the traditional garb you know and you have these guys in suits and everyone respects everything they say i'm like bro, this is it was just i don't know i just love that specific part of it um and everyone adheres to that structure 
And I've heard that so much about just life in Japan in general. That's always been so cool for me to like, so cool for me to see it third, be a third party to. But I would love to just like learn more about where that comes from, where that stems from, how it fits in the everyday life, and just to see it would be so crazy. But I got the bug, man. I got a. I think next year is doable, but it, it's it, it'd be some time too. Like I gotta make it worth my while. Because like when I when I go, like I made it for like sixteen days this last time, and I'd love to stay for three weeks or nice. a month, you know. But I teach, and so I also teach summer school. <laughs> so when that gets out, I have this like window of time to where it's like, okay, I can be there, but I need to be back to set my room up. But our school district just this year made it so that our Thanksgiving was a full week off. So we had nine days of nice. time. And next year, it's the same thing. And I'm like, man, if, you know, two more years from now, basically, if it's the same thing, I would love to go back to Japan in November. It was nice. fantastic. It was beautiful. What's the weather like when it's like fall for us? exactly the same as us like oh. exactly the same like it is gorgeous and all the leaves changing when you're out i was i hit kyoto at the exact time that all the leaves changed and that still sticks with me to this day and it's like i've got to do that again nice. you know i've got to do this again when i go in summer that's when i can go it was over 100 degrees like pretty much every day i was there uh <laughs> you know i i made sure that everything i had was bamboo fibered you know, just to, just to try, try to help with that. Um, but it was still worth it. Still worth it, even though it is, uh, you know, when you, godly hot and humid. <laughs> when do you think you're going back? Um, it'll be um, this upcoming summer. Like, it'll be uh, like July, August time for sure. Nice. For sure, I'm going to be heading back. What uh, what airline did you use? Um, I, I used Air Canada. Don't use Air Canada. All right. Um, uh, at least from Chicago. Okay. Because they don't, I don't believe that they really fly out of Chicago, my friend, because mm. both my flights were switched over to United. And the more people I've talked to, it was United. But the thing was, they didn't give us any heads up. Mm. And when we were coming back from Japan, they split my son and I up. They had him going to, from Osaka to Chicago like he's supposed to. And at the last minute changed me to be separate from him and fly to San Francisco Ugh. with no, like, we'll, we'll get you home after that. We just don't know how yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> you know, it was, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm looking into like A&A um, has some flights for like 1500 bucks. Nice. Round nice. trip. And that's like, if you don't mind not being the aisle or, you know, like having a say of what it is, it's about 1500 bucks, but it's around like 2000 right now for yeah. next summer for being able to make sure that I can have that aisle seat and not be stuck up against the window or, or in between. <laughs> I can't do it, Joel. I can't do it. No, you get, you got to do it right. You got to fly comfortably for that. Like I, we did Scandinavian airlines, which is pretty good. Actually, it wasn't bad. And I did economy plus, but when we went to Vietnam, we flew to Tokyo first. So that was uh, Japan airlines. And I can't like, I, I can't go back to regular life. Like I, I got bumped up to business class because I bought like my ticket and my cousin's ticket for the flight. And we flew to Copenhagen actually, and then connected, but flew back. That's not bad. Seven hours. I'm like, all right. Yes. Uh, when we went to Japan. We were Japan airlines. And I'm like, if I go back, I'm doing Japan Airlines. I don't care how what what I was saving up. I'm doing what I got to do. Um, and we weren't first. We weren't business class. We were 
uh, Academy Plus, I think. You have footrests. You, you, it was more space than that. And uh, yes, it was amazing, man. Every the <laughs> I can't like that. I never had that again. And that that I want again. The just the niceness, the bowing, people bowing before the flight. Yes. The Japanese whiskey, the food. I like have tears in my eyes because I'll never. I haven't yet to come close to that life that I knew on that plane. But it was made everything worth it. It is. And I, I flew Asiana one of the times I went over, and that's like a Korean airline. Yeah. You go into the bathroom, and they had like regular toothbrushes there <sighs> for you to like brush your teeth, and they have like slippers, and you have real silverware, and you have like quality food and people that are being kind. And it was just like, I'm, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> being treated well? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, so that's that. We'll make that app. So you're going back. That'll be good. Um, I'm excited for you. Um, you're gonna keep. Who's the coolest person you interviewed? Man, I say like besides Maurice, you know, because I'm I I I am uh you know you know partial uh to to him with everything that he's done with his photography, with doing a book through Kickstarter, um, having somebody. Like, like you, where it's like, I watch what you do and it kind of pushes me, you know, Thanks. to continue to be creative, you know, with your, with what you're doing with your exposés and like everything that you're pulling together for that, like, you know, hats off, man. Like it, it, it is like impressive to be able to do that. And him in the, the, the same way, like just everything that he did, I think I just keep on coming back to that and uh, he he's it, but the coolest experience if I ever win the lotto yeah. is in the old private house. And for like 10 grand, you can end up being a feudal lord, like a samurai, basically. And they this lodging is the only one that's there. It's in this UNESCO heritage site. So it was there before it was UNESCO heritage, right? It's been around for forever. Yeah. You can go in and have a movie filmed of you, Joel like fighting other samurai or ninja. And they have a whole town of actors that come out to make it feel like you're the Lord of this fiefdom, like coming in and just, you have this whole place to yourself. You have all the food that's made for you. Yeah. Joel, that is like, yeah. Win the lotto. That's a no doubter going to happen. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, yeah. I got it. the one thing someone else came up with my uh, brother-in-law was his idea. He wanted to ride. There's a specific, I, th I would think we talked about this a few years back, but there's a train you can ride. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's like, basically it's like, a, it's not a, it's not a fast train. Not, not like, not like a bullet train. It's like this train that goes through regions and States and you yeah. see like everything. Um, I don't know what it's called, yes. but it it's just it sounded awesome. You can do like they have a lot of like either the the tourist cars or like the with the glass you know roofs and things to where you can go through and look and some of the images I'm seeing right now is what's making me jealous of being able to go in November because they literally are coming through you're going across and they turn the lights off in the train just so you can like better experience like all of the different like fall colors and things of all the trees that you're <sighs> like coming across and it's just like blows my mind man like I, I i'd be more than happy to you know guide you anytime you want you know uh through japan buddy even if it's just like 
you know, getting through the airports and stuff or getting through Tokyo Station because really like nobody has a good um, first day in Japan. Like you're happy to be there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But that like for me, it's a 14 and a half hour flight. Yeah. And that's not sitting in the airport. That's not going through yeah. customs. That's not hopping a train once you get there to get where you need to go. Like none of it's good, man. But like, yeah, if you can cut down on some of the aggravation, it's it's oh so, oh so much worth it. <laughs> yeah, that man, that's that's what that first thing. The, the only time I feel like I've had that London wasn't bad. The flight to London was probably the worst experience of my life because I went for a startup and uh, they bought me the wrong ticket. I was supposed to fly on a Saturday night, get there Sunday morning, sleep, go to work. I, I flew out Sunday night which was Super Bowl Sunday. And I didn't care for the teams that were in it. It was the Chiefs in the 90s. But at the same time, I'm like, this is the worst thing you could do. So I didn't. I, I can't sleep on planes. I try, Sometimes I can. Sometimes I can relax myself to sleep. But it was a turbulent flight, but not like crazy turbulence. It was just kind of you know going over the ocean. So it's like rough. And the pilot's like, yes. hey, it's just going to be this. Uh, but you're but getting there, because it probably because it's London wasn't that bad. However, Paris, I was I went to... I went there for a job, went to a smaller city called Hlen, and then went to meet my wife in Paris. And that, getting to Paris is like, yeah, it's anxiety inducing because it's moving fast. There's no one's, people speak English, but not, no one cares that you, you speak English. So yeah, I agree. It's good to know someone. It's good to have someone there because I can, I can thug it out a little bit and be like, all right, cool. But then at one point I just got off the train and I, cause I knew I, I had my phone. I'm like, I'm a 15 minute, 20 minute walk from the hotel. My wife said, I'm just going to walk this. Like I can't, like I just need a, I need a moment. I need a moment. So I just got out and did it. And was, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tokyo is that a hundred times over, man. Like uh, <laughs> I did a great job of like keeping us out of the times, but there was one time that my son got close. Like we were white gloved, you know, pushed into that train and I just looked at him and I was just like, just look at me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, just look at me. It's going to be okay, man. We got three stops and we'll get off this. Like, you know, it's okay. But it is not a great situation yeah. to be in because you just can't move. You can't get anything. Um, but we did it. I think if anybody was going to go, like, really start small and work your way up and really hitting Hiroshima where you could walk. Like, even when the train shut down, we were at most like a 40, 35 minute walk yeah. to our Airbnb or to our, you know, hotel. It was amazing, you yeah. know, and then when we went to Osaka, it's like, yeah, you step up and then you start doing things. But it's not Tokyo Station, my friend. Like, that's one of my least favorite places in the whole wide world and my most favorite country in the whole wide world. But yeah, you can't. I, I know you have to go there. But yeah, it's it's no fun. If, if you're ever going to meet anybody there, Joel, like you have to meet outside and then go in because there's no meeting any, yeah. anybody yeah. once you get inside at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ex I'm excited for you. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, and I, I'll definitely keep you posted. But another trip's gonna happen. The uh, the I just gotta move. I, yeah, it's just it's just gonna be that. Um, all we got I, outside of editing, the showcase is almost done, so we'll, I'll pull that out soon. But uh, March, we're gonna be doing a bunch more. Um, probably multi city. Like yes. Baltimore is right up the road for me, so that's not hard. DC's here. Networking in DC is hit or miss because DC. Uh, but uh, in Boston, I go to Boston often. Um, so and I still have a ton of connects there. So March will be the next heavy content month. But I, we, we, traveling is something uh, my partner Cole and I are trying to do. So we'll, I'll keep you posted. We definitely want to like go on the road, do something intimate, and then be a big venue. 
we know people yeah. we have people in chicago you know others other, other cities and do that but it's been no complaints it's, but like you said it just the year flew by like it was crazy like it's it's yeah it's nuts so we'll we'll be in japan i'm i'm, I'm pumped for this like i got to yeah i have no other plans next year i'll figure out what me and my wife are going to do we just had our 5 year anniversary so we'll Good see yeah. but uh yeah that's i can't wait <laughs> like i was going to go 2020 yes. before knowing covid yes. was going to happen you know and yes so no we got to i got to do that god i got to go man there you go so uh, Mike, I'm I'm excited again. I'm feeling good. It's good, man. It's what good. are your holiday plans? Um, was spent some time with my sister and her wife, you know, over Thanksgiving break, and that was nice, just because most of my family is, you know, Arizona or elsewhere. Oh, okay. So just her, you know, they're both there, so we get to see them. And so Christmas will be, you know, kind of the same thing. But I get two weeks off, my friend, and nice. I'm going to try to get ahead in the podcasting world, yeah. you know, and try to edit and, you know, get some episodes in that bank so that, you know, when things happen, I'm not just, you know, yeah. <laughs> try, trying to scramble to get something. So that's, you know, but yeah, it, it, it's great. My daughter, she's going to be 16 in January. Nice. And um fortunate, my man, because she still wants to hang out with dad and uh do stuff and uh, i'll take it you know every chance i get so we were watching through uh you know netflix the scott pilgrim anime oh, yeah. of, of the movie we were watching that we've been watching star trek uh you know like the next generation together you know it's like all the cool stuff that you do <laughs> you know with your you know soon to be 16 year old but it's it's great man i, I wouldn't tr- wouldn't trade it for the world two things you said that pigment one arizona is probably my you know it's just my taste it's probably my least favorite place my wife wanted to <laughs> my wife and i were like she was like let's go on a little trip just to us somewhere nice i suggested seattle seattle's one of my favorite cities and she's like no nah, i want to go somewhere where there's like an ocean whatever and i'm like all right she goes what about arizona i'm like there's no ocean I'm like what are we talking about and so we go to scottsdale because there was a really nice hotel she wanted to stay at I just, there's nice stuff there. I can't get in the car every time I want to do something and drive. It was, it yes. was, it was, it just seemed like a city built, Scottsdale and parts of Phoenix feel like they were built for people to go there when their places get cold. And it just seemed yes. very like manufactured. I hated it. Um, also, one of my favorite shows just uh, uh, ended on Netflix. It was called Agretsuko. Um, okay. And it's an anime about this uh i think it's she's supposed to be a red panda but she's an accountant in tokyo and it's about the stresses of work um like these animals they're all animals but the animals they're supposed to portray um are based on their personalities but her boss is this really mean pig but this the the thing is she does karaoke to blow off steam but only death metal and no one knows so That's amazing. but it's five seasons of basically her it does a good job of like what it's like as a what it would seem like as a woman in japan working that nine to five life how crazy it can get it's it was super cool i say check it out when you get a chance it's it's really 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 neat the way they do it but i think they capture the essence of being a working stiff in tokyo very well um there was uh, recently, like one of the things I, I love, like if you can find uh, an anime that actually not only is enter- entertaining, but can also like uh, kind of teach you something at the same time. 
And there is one that's called Miss uh, Kazumi Loves Ramen Noodles. And it's like K-O-I-Z-U-M-I. But it's like a bunch of girls. I think they're in like high school, maybe. But one of them is super into ramen. And she goes to all of these different like restaurants and talks about all these different types of ramen that I've never heard of. Yeah. And I learned just from watching this anime, like some things I didn't know that you could do in a ramen restaurant or like ordering and some stuff. And this is just like an anime, right? Yeah. But I feel like that one was one that would give stuff to like, even if you were Japanese and living in Japan, you learn something by kind of like watching this. And it, I, I couldn't get through those 12 episodes like quick enough. Nice. It was fantastic. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Well, Mike, this was great. This is really cool, great, man. Buddy. And it's like, I'm. It's good to talk to you, and I'm excited. I am, but now it's like I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, go, buddy. Go. It's like I gotta get out. same. Same thing. I'm gonna pull my uh, wash from the washing machine, throw it in the dryer, and and fold a little bit before bed. So, uh, anytime, anytime, Joel. I'm happy to chat again, my friend. You got it. Well, I hope you. I hope you all enjoyed it. Whoever listened, you'll be hearing from both of us soon at some point, maybe in Japan. Sounds good. All right, Mike. Later, buddy.